what's going on? Tomorrow, I'll invent those blueprints. Tomorrow, I'll stop. Oh, we're professionals. <laughs> it was almost good until you, you messed it up. All right. <laughs> what's going on, people? It's your boy, Corey. And my man, uh, Mr. Kirk. What's up? And welcome back to Tomorrow Isle, people. What will you do tomorrow? What will you do today to achieve your creative dreams? I'm Corey. That's Kirk. And Kirk, how will people find this podcast? Are they looking forward? Oh, we're on all major podcast platforms at this point. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, CastBox, all those fun things. And if uh, you know the magic of the copy and paste of the RSS feed, you can put us pretty much anywhere. Yeah. You can also find us on social media at Schemes Come True Network. And if you want to tweet at us, email us at schemescometruenetwork at gmail.com. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's so, right. We're yeah. back at it. And we're live <laughs> on video. Yeah, for um, the, the Patreon yeah. subscribers. Yes, yeah, so only for them. Not for only you. for them, yeah. The rest of you. <laughs> Corey, don't give away the, the secrets. What? Yeah. Why, what? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I got excited. I have to figure um, out how to like pause the video because there's like no mystery about who our guest is if you're watching the video. No, there's not. I could say, I'm still going to say it though. Yeah, All right. Hit the intro, Corey. Let's hear this big Come here live from the Schemes Come True studio, people. We have Olivia Rines <laughs> <laughs> back with us again. Like a WWE intro. There should be fire shooting up in the background. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking like, pyrotechnics now. <laughs> 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 oh, and here comes Olivia with the chair. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> I'm From in the top rope. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so Olivia's back with us again. This was an episode that we've been meaning to do for quite some time. But- oh, yeah. You know, life kind of happened. Um, mm-hmm. Olivia had her surgery and all that stuff, but she's looking good. She's feeling good. Yeah. So, so far, yay! Yeah, Hooray! It's an <laughs> inspirational episode. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. I feel like we like we lose our minds whenever we get on video because I just get so distracted. <laughs> I'm like, like trying to do like every other time. It's like we could just. You know, I'm talking to him through the airwaves, whatever, mm-hmm. no biggie. And like, we do it all perfect. But like, anytime we're on video, we're like, ah, <laughs> yeah. We're hanging out, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're like, oh, yeah, we, we do a show. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Dude, but, um, it's going to be, can you imagine how ridiculous it's going to be when we get Charles on here too with the video? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, I can. Yeah, that'll be Why fun. Why don't be a potato? That's the only thing I think would be extra funny. A potato? It's, yeah. Potato Have you seen filter? that? Yeah, like it makes oh, you into a potato, and then I'm talk- talking, and yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah. That would be great. We'll try it sometime. Mm-hmm. We'll just do <laughs> a potato <laughs> cast. All potato, hey, the all potato episode. <laughs> we name it the the podcast, but it's not that at all. It's just potato cast. <laughs> the potato cast and all of our buddies. That hurt, hurt my eyes. <laughs> ah, I just lost years <laughs> off my life for a bad pun. It was yeah. worth it though. Um, was it? Just for the cringe. Yeah. Uh, either way you slice it, welcome to the show, guys. Um, yeah. So inspiration. <laughs> how how do you slice it, Corey? Are we talking shoestring, steak fry, Chris cut? I, mean, I don't crinkle. know, man. I... Waffle cut. There you go. I do like the waffle cut. I like waffle cut mm-hmm. fries. That um, those are very delicious. They are very delicious. Not so much nutritious, but who cares? <laughs> Having fun. 
That's what I've been doing to my eats. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is inspirational episode. Yeah. Um, Wait, hold on. Speaking of eats, what's the donut count at for this week? Oh no. The people yeah, want to know. It's increased. Um... <laughs> it's definitely it's it's increased. Yes. What is it increased to? Increased. Oh. Uh, no, you actually said like, increased. Okay, I'm about to say, I'm like, I can't make another sticker this week. No, no, Please no, no. don't make me. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna gaslight you into thinking you mispronounced the word increase. Oh God. Um, now I'm thinking that absolutely was a lie. But anyways. No, absolutely is not a lie. That's, that I do that. You do say absolutely. I do do that. You do do. Anyways, uh, Corey, uh, enough of the puns. Come on, man, get it, get it together. We're trying to have um, an episode here. Yeah, yeah. Donut count is at. Um, I want to say four. At this yeah. point. Last time I saw you was at one for the week, mm-hmm. but I had I had eaten like at least three of those other vegan donuts that were in the house. Yeah. Donut yeah. clock. Yeah, donut donut talk donut count with Corey. Yeah, um, <laughs> gonna try and keep it under control this week though. That's like, right. No donuts on Friday. No donuts. Might even just Friday. do one or two donuts only this week. Ooh. We'll even on the edge. Yeah, yeah, got you. He's yeah. a wild man. <laughs> crazy even crazy oh my god but yes um yeah last time we were talking to olivia uh we got into a little bit of uh her script logline tagline synopsis for <laughs> the killing box and box. make sure people know that this is all protected under our protection yes it's all protected <laughs> under uh our creative mm. commons international 4.0 license that's non-commercial uh, right. attribution basically you can't take it you can't copy it unless you attribute it to us and you definitely can't alter it and you, you can't, can't sell it about because it. it belongs to us you can talk about yeah. it <laughs> as long as you attribute it to if yeah. someone has some money and they want to go ahead and pick it up that's fine with me <laughs> right true, true. we're just saying yeah. they can't take it without giving yeah. you credit and paying you for it yeah that would be nice i, I could i could i could take that little yeah. Side hustle for sure. That'd be for nice. Sure. There's some change. There's some change. Side hustle mm-hmm. might turn to a main thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Just saying, you got to get into the right, the right hands. That's right. The right people. Yeah. I yeah. feel like now after looking back over it, like after sending it to you guys, I, you know, kind of skimmed back over it and wow. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is something. That is There's quite the document. There's in there. <laughs> There's therapy sessions in there. <laughs> I'd say so. Maybe even like, some EMDR. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, there's 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 some stuff in here. There's some stuff. There's some stuff. Uh, well, I really think it could be like if someone did pick it up, like, or if it did make it into some type of movie, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, but where do you want to start with? Oh, this? Like, can you give us? Can you give yeah. us the quick and dirty of it, real? Uh, yeah. Before we, we jump into it. Yeah. Um, quick and dirty is. Oh gosh, I wish I had um, that pulled up. The log line thing. I should have pulled that up. Um, oh, do, you, do you want me to read it? I yeah. have it pulled up. Yeah. Can I got you? pulled up too. Yeah. Thanks. Ooh, I'm, Corey, I you should read it because should I read it? it? It'll sound better coming from you. But you got my, the NPR voice. I do have the NPR <laughs> voice. All right. You, you know, I haven't been good with my voices recently. That's so, right. Yeah. Play some play some saxophone into a sewer pipe for me to intro me in. Like the old Pat Oswalt joke. Uh, I'm just gonna do the. That's as much as I can do. In a world. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) In a world. 
Welcome back to Movie Talk. <laughs> the time is 33 minutes past the hour here on uh, WGYZ Chicago. Um, so here's, today we're talking with Olivia Reigns about The Killing Box. A 39-year-old in which a 39-year-old practitioner finds herself depressed in a lifeless marriage with an alcoholic husband as she fights her morals to choose suicide as an escape until she has an idea to design a device that will do it for her. Olivia, your thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'll, I'll, I guess I can really quickly say this, like Mm. the reason I wrote that uh, synopsis show, whatever movie thing Mm. was because originally I was wanting to write a memoir or not a memoir, but like a biography or whatever about stuff I've been through to get to kind of like get it out and like I was hoping to get it out but also to help other people but when I started doing it I was also going to therapy and doing EMDR what's EMDR yeah oh it's like this it's a type of like treatment for PTSD that where they use like um it's a rapid eye movement type thing where well they can use vibrations or they can use eye movement but they actually found a connection through our brains like how our neurological paths wire to our thoughts process and memories and stuff and trauma. Mm-hmm. And so they, a therapist figured it out. So now it's become like an actual practice where you follow either eye movement or you can hold something that will like make vibrational patterns. And it's supposed to kind of break those cycles. Or Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And it kind of does, it really does work, but you also have to like verbally walk through the process of the, you have to relive the trauma. And mm-hmm. I, I'm all for healing and therapy and whatever, but that shit was just too gut-wrenching for me. So I was doing that, but also trying to write my story. And, 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 I, and I still am trying to write my book, but I'm trying to take a different route of it because I, I really couldn't handle at the time really talking about the things I'd been through that were really heavy, very, very heavy. Mm. And so instead I was like, what if I write it fictionally and I make this character but I can kind of tweak everything a little bit so that I can still write about what I went through, but it's not through me. It's like this other character right. and she can kind of live it, but it can me it can have a, a twist meaning to it. And that's when I thought about writing that story as this lady, like her path to wanting to kill herself, but like knowing that she, she doesn't know what else to do, but she also feels guilty about, like I kind of use my own experience to, to use to develop those characters and ideas of the story for that. No, (laughs) no. Hey, I mean, isn't that what we do though? Like this is, we express ourselves through the creative mediums of either, you know, writing, drawing, painting, filmmaking. Mm -hmm. So it's just like another, it's another outlet. It's another way to like say, Hey, I was going through a lot of crazy stuff or like, I was really feeling like really, really depressed and, yeah instead of you know acting on it in that very you know uh uh definitive way of like mm-hmm. taking my own life it's like how about i write how i'm feeling yeah yeah and put it on paper or like you know yeah and I, and i love that like well at least for me i feel like people have a really hard time i think everybody it's it, you know it's it's pretty unusual to sit and and really enjoy reading about someone's misery and wanting to kill themselves nobody really wants to sit and read about that it's too heavy Mm -hmm. and if it's not your own life or someone you know really close to you it's it's not very personable enough so 
I feel like that can tune people out. So I think it's kind of cool to find a way to make it in some way relate to people's humor or relate to their, maybe they have thoughts like that are similar. It kind of makes me think of like that show, um, one of my favorite shows, Dead to Me. Did you guys ever watch that series? No, I haven't seen that. Think so. Oh my gosh, it's Possibly. pretty good. That one and um, wait, no. Dead to Me, and then of course Six Feet Under. I know we yeah. mentioned that one before. Yeah. But you know, it's got this like, there's like this really deep dark humor underlying, but there's truth to it, and mm-hmm. I think that that people can relate to that because everyone kind of has a dark something in their life, you know. For that, sure. Yeah. And I. Yeah. Think, my way has always been laughing about everything and finding humor in it. And so that's, you know, I, I try to like slip that in to that story, like little things like um, when she, <laughs> she's trying to like, in the beginning, she's trying to figure out how to design the box. So she doesn't know what else to do. She's never done this before. So she, in her mind, she's like, well, I guess I'll just pretend to be a, a suicide survivor and I'm going to go to meetings and I'll find out how other people try to kill themselves to get ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so that sounds pretty sick, but also in a dark, humorous way, I think it's kind of funny because here she's going to like find out how they, you know, almost like she's going to like a class. Yeah, yeah. On how to kill yourself, and then like just kind of shopping around. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> getting get some quotes. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> it's got a very, it's got a very Chuck Palahniuk feel to it in that regard, like going and trying to like work through or use your darker impulses and then like finding ways to you know people to draw off of I guess I don't know I I like it that I like that though it's a really like I know I think it makes a very definitive line for people who would enjoy the show and people who wouldn't you're like if you can handle this and you can see the humor in this then this is for you and if you can't then like you don't understand what this is actually about yeah. yeah yeah i think there's definitely a, like a niche niche crowd you mm-hmm. know probably uh you know kind of like those shows too like <clears throat> i know like i've mentioned to people like oh have you seen six feet under have you did you ever watch that when it came out and people like no i just yeah you know i just like watched the first episode and i was just right. kind of like i didn't really like i didn't feel it and i'm like oh well then you know that's fine everybody's got their own mm-hmm. style of humor and stuff i mean i like all kinds but i think for me to express something super dark like that and i mean i'll give you an example because before i started writing that killing box um i sat down and the opening of my book that i still have as my opening is my actual suicide letter Mm. that i wrote this Mm was oh my gosh i'm trying to think now 10 years it's been a while it was i was at the end of my rope with like trying to get out of my marriage that was very abusive. It took me four years of trying to get out and I just felt like there was no hope left. And so I was, I had gone through like five knee surgeries in a row within like 14 months. I was so depressed. I was in so much pain constantly and I was stuck because I was back to back either waiting to have a surgery and recovering from one or going through one and recovering. It was just like constant. And I just, you know, I was just at my end and I also had developed in that time a heart condition because I was so stressed. That's how stressed I was. And I just got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore. And so I thought my only way out was suicide. And I also didn't take any of the pain meds for all those surgeries. So one, yeah, yeah, like he was gone for a few days or a week or something for his touring. And I thought this was the perfect time to do it. 
And I went write this letter and make sure I mailed them out to my family mm-hmm. and it would all be okay because I could just take all these pills. I had five bottles of pain meds and that's what I was going to do. But then I started like, then I started like really planning it and I was like, okay, wait, so I have to write this letter and then make sure, okay, wait, so how do I mail it? If I'm going to kill myself tonight, how do I get these in the mail? And it was pissing me off because I'm like, wait, that's not going to work. Wait, how do I do that? Because, you know, this was, you know, I didn't want to, email a suicide letter and of course 10 years ago that wouldn't have been really like it's not like it is today with all the social media and everything else so I knew like I had to send an actual letter because I wanted it to also be identified as official so there would be no confusion and I was going to out my ex like you know explaining like this is what's been happening and this is what I was going through so they would know for sure like there's no doubt of why I was doing this but then when I couldn't (laughs) timed it with the mail and everything and I was so mad I was so pissed that I was like this is stupid just forget it (laughs) (laughs) suicide is just so annoying you're like I'm just gonna put it off for a little bit until I can figure out how to properly do this right (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what happened (laughs) yeah and so like I'm writing that letter and then I stop because that's what was happening I was like wait how am I going to do that? Wait a minute. What if I, mm-hmm. what if the mail doesn't get picked up and he finds it shit, you know? Yeah. And so <laughs> when I was writing the book about it and that's what I was going to make my opening, I realized how heavy that was. And I was like, I wonder if I can just kind of throw it into humor at that point, because it was kind of annoying planning my own suicide. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny that it was so jacked up and hard to do. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, Yeah. For sure. Like you call it suicide is a logistical nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, great. I need a planner person for this now. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. There's all this like, red tape that I never stylist. considered. You're like, geez. <laughs> yeah. And it, it almost just becomes like more of a bother <laughs> than like. Yeah. Than you intended it to be. You're like, ah, I just wanted to end my life and now I can't do it because there's so many so many complications you're like well i guess i'll just live for another 40 50 years so like you know what i mean like you kind of <laughs> you start to like think it that way it's um, true that is yeah. exactly what happened but i was mad huh. you know yeah yeah but too it's like you know you, we, we talk about these kind of shows where they just kind of you know they may put people off because oh that seems like really morbid or like whatever yeah and you still find that audience and those people that are kind of cynical where they're like, oh yeah, this would be totally rad and edgy for me to watch. And I can say that I watch it, but it's nice that there's like those bits of humor peppered in or like, you know, you really think about it like, that's kind of silly. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. When you're in your own head with your own thoughts and you're like, you, you say them out loud to other people and like, which I did like last week, they're like, dude, really? And I'm like, yeah, that, that does sound kind of dumb now that you think about it. <laughs> It's, it's crazy how powerful it is to vocalize a thought and to like how vocalizing it makes you confront how ridiculous it can be for, for yeah. anything like you can carry I remember like I thought I was in love with this girl and then I told her and she's like I don't feel that way and I was like you know what I don't really either like <laughs> I've had this in my head for so long and now that you said that I'm like oh shit yeah I don't feel that way <laughs> like cool I'm free <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> liberated yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's a lot of you gotta just like say it out loud and then you're mm-hmm. like yeah oh yeah. i found yeah i found like well and a part of me too was so angry because 
you know, here I realized how ridiculous obviously it was to make it work. And I was so mad. I'm like, how pathetic is it? I can't even plan my own suicide. This is, this is just dumb. And then it made me so angry because I'm like, wait a minute, why am I doing this for him anyway? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if I do this, I'm doing it for him. Yeah. So I'm eliminating myself in the world because I already felt like I was the problem and, and it's not me. And like, I at least deserve to see what happens if I live. Right. Yeah. At least give myself a year. I told myself, just give yourself a year, you know, just yeah. see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? Because right now I think it's this. <laughs> right, right, right. And kind of like <clears throat> what Kirk had said, it's like once he said it out loud to her and she's just like, yeah, I mean, I don't really feel the same. And he's like, I don't feel the same either. And then you're like, you're thinking about it. You're like, well, I'm doing this for him. And what happens if he doesn't even like yeah. really feel what I want him to feel from this? And it's like, I don't like this is one chance to yeah. do that you know and so. i got my life like i mean mm-hmm. and i i know it's probably too much to go into in our time slot but another thing that happened was i had this um really bad accident uh, that i almost died in from my little my moped and that was like um i think it was like four i forget the timeline mm-hmm. four or five years prior six years prior to that night and i survived that accident and i remember thinking also when that was happening like what am i doing right now why am i like i don't need to kill myself this is ridiculous and then i thought about that accident how how i survived it and i shouldn't have and these doctors were like you should be dead this is insane like nobody survives this kind of head injury blah 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 like it's just insane and and i thought about that and i thought you know this is my second chance and i'm i'm not gonna take it away Mm -hmm. like i'm just i should at least take that second chance now like i you know got that chance to live let's do it you know right yeah. Yeah. and you know if you feel like killing yourself later you know just keep pursuing your dreams and try again <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 as in like oh, wait. Well, uh, let's clarify that statement <laughs> there's always tomorrow sometimes you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes you could try that again later that's kind of what i was like telling myself <laughs> yeah you'll have you'll yeah. have time have, there's plenty of time there's plenty yeah. of time what's the worst that could happen in 10 years a pandemic right. yeah. <laughs> <No big deal. laughs> but but the thing is if that would have happened that we wouldn't have had you here yeah, exactly to, to talk about experience. Like, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and i think i think it's hmm. just important to you know get stuff out i think like I think with that story in my mind, I, I, I don't know. I think that people want to talk about death and suicide and life after life, after death, mm-hmm. death after life, both, whatever. And I think it's kind of a nice way to put it in there, put it out yeah. there and make the dialogue to get people into at least feeling like they can look at that and think about it like it's almost like taking away this whole taboo feeling like you know like america's problem with nipples you know it's ridiculous but that's (laughs) the the only analogy i can think of you go over to europe and it's not a big deal right and Mm -hmm. here everyone's like oh my god but they're like but i want to look you know and i think it's the same way with death and talking about death and suicide and mental illness and all this stuff racism yeah. <laughs> yeah all that yeah yeah well i yeah. think uh, smarter people than me have pointed this out but i think part of that thing like you're saying like um 
America's problem with the nipple and I mean talking about death and stuff like that is it all like the people that came to this country initially were all the tight ass people that nobody wanted to be around because they were no fun and they came <laughs> here and they brought all their no fun bullshit with them and oh, they became true. like the founding fathers of our country unfortunately but yeah it's yeah. disgusting mm-hmm that's weird. It's just like, all right, here are the rules. We don't talk about sex. We don't talk about nipples. I know. Like everything that's like human nature and like the world, they're just like, everyone's like, oh my God, don't look or talk about it. And, you know, and, and, and I, you know, death, death is, I don't really think it's, I don't view it as an end at all. I think that if the, if anything coming into this fucking world and on this planet, to me, that's the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think leaving will be the beginning. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think it's interesting being here, but I will be glad if I don't come back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. We'll figure it's out what like, the next thing is. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, better than this. But who the hell knows? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. But if there is something when we leave, if when we die, and I think there is, I really, 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 really hope. I'm allowed to have some time as a ghost. I just want to fuck with people a little bit. Just let, oh, like, I, I want to be here a little bit and do some shit and be a ghost and like fuck with people, but just for a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome back, people. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna marry the video together, Corey, so nobody oh. knew, but that's okay. Whatever, you know what? And the got... audio. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, Jesus. We just took a brief intermission. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, that's why I had to pee. Oh, yeah. Hey, I didn't know I could. I should have got a drink in the meantime. Yeah, you um, go to the bathroom. Uh, but no, we were talking about talking about coming back and haunting people. And that's one of my favorite things from The Simpsons oh, ever. Yeah. It's like Grandpa <laughs> Simpson telling Homer if he puts him in a like a shitty nursing home or if he does something, he's like, "I'll come back and haunt you good." And he's like, "Picture this when you're sitting on the can, <laughs> like all these stupid faces." <laughs> 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 I want to do that so bad. Oh yeah, I, I often do think about that though. Like if mm-hmm. like you just like get killed like in a house or just like whatever, you're like I'm gonna come back and haunt your ass. Like mm-hmm. you best believe. <laughs> it's my new life, extra outside of life, life goal. Yes, <laughs> I it's don't like, know. In, in extra life that, goal. In be in that in between that time where I'm not like resting peacefully, they're like they're not at rest. I'm like I'm definitely gonna do some shit. I just want to be Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, yeah name, say my name three times. That's right. <laughs> that could be like you know how like in Minority Report, it's like the mm. the um, pre gods like have like that whole marketing thing about no like predicting the future or whatever yeah. and it's like a commercial it's like a little commercial or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. i think that would be funny like you know if people advertise like that they could do that like you know for your future future mm-hmm. after this life invest mm-hmm. in your afterlife future and you know like that that could be like a kind of hilarious oh yeah there's like, a i'm trying to think what that show is called now Shit. <laughs> i'm like i can't wait baby it's on <laughs> i want to say it's on it's either on Amazon Prime or it's on Hulu. I mean, there's that episode oh, of Black Mirror that's kind of like that. Really? Yeah. The, the like only you can like, invest happy in your episode of death mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Is it like they upload uploaded your, or something like that? Yeah, uploaded is the or, is the yeah. other show. Amazon. But there's that yeah. There's the episode of Black that. Mirror. Everyone they, tells me I would love that show, and I just Black keep Mirror? forgetting to watch it. Yeah. Oh, it's fucked. Black Mirror uploaded. 
Both of them oh, are good, Black just in completely Mirror. different ways. Oh yeah, uploaded yeah, yeah. is way more um, positive, way more like funny. That's dark moments. It it's, more, some, it's more levity than it's like, more lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like like a in the vein of The Office or Parks and Rec or something like that. Black Mirror is yeah. just like there is no hope whatsoever. <laughs> no. No. There's one one like, good feels episode, and the rest of it is just like yeah technology. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> There is only one good, like, feel good episode. <laughs> Darren was just telling yeah. me that the, they released one this year that, or just recently, that was basically like a synopsis of 2020 and just saying that the whole year was a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, wow. actually, like, Black Mirror or like, um, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Okay. Have yeah. To check that so out. I'll have to watch that at some point. Yeah. But yeah. Hopefully, it wasn't like the last season were how many seasons season are there on that show four, black mirror but they're only a, they're only like a couple episodes per season yeah okay like four or five maybe okay i might check it out yep. i think i'd like it it's kind yeah. of like life and death stuff it's it's more like how technology basically makes our lives worse yeah Okay, see, my idea for the killing box is almost the opposite of that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if you want to kill yourself, but you don't want that guilty mm-hmm. feeling of doing it, just design a box. Technology mm-hmm. is amazing. Right. <laughs> like to, to give you, I guess, to give you an idea, one of the episodes, people have a technology where they get an implant in their head and everything that they see and hear is constantly recorded. And then they can play uh, it back. Oh yeah, that one. So like they're their own stenographer. Yes. Is it? They can, the, they can, why? They can... What's the point? Is it? So you the, don't forget. The, you don't forget things. The history of your life, or the history of you, or something like that. I that might be what it is. Yeah. Called. Not yeah. not to be confused with. Uh... But don't they know about like we have little notepads in our phones and stuff, and like you but, can record things. Nah, this yeah. is like this, this is, is like... this is audio and video. Every, yeah, it's everything is, you see yeah. and hear. This is full on like yeah. Like if you were trying to remember back to what you said during this show, mm-hmm. like you already have it like yeah. record like the way we're recording it, you would record it like that in your mm-hmm. head and yeah. be able to play it back and do all sorts. So you of can things. overanalyze every interaction. Oh my you god! Have. Yeah, yeah. I don't have enough lifetime for that. I don't even yeah. want to remember. <laughs> exactly. That's a really. That's very. Some people do. <laughs> that's that's other level right there. Yeah, yeah that's a lot. That's so a lot that's like with. that's like a little a lot of that show. It, it it looks at things like extrapolates stuff that we have now, and then pushes it a little bit further down the line technologically. And they're like, well, here's what could happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel it's, like it, I mean, it's good, but it's scary. It is scary to think about. Very much so, indeed. Yeah. I think that real life right now is actually scarier than that. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, we're a couple weeks ago it was definitely like, oh man, feel like right, that now, yeah, for real. Right now it's like, like not I mean, too bad, but like, yeah, yeah, things are know. looking up, you know. Yeah. After we got another old white guy in office, but uh, hey. this is like, dude, even my grandma Whoa. calls him Uncle Joe, which I think is hysterical. That's funny. who my grandmother, who is uh-huh. like twenty plus years his senior, it was like, yeah, Uncle Joe's in office when I was talking to her today. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad he's unfucking a lot of executive orders, but I still feel like, you know, yeah. wow, I feel like all of last year, and I really feel like 2020 
the sequel was until January 7th. So really 2021 did not start till like January 7th <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> the sequel? <laughs> yeah, that was just like the like bonus episode, you know? The mm -hmm. Season two, bitch. <laughs> like <Electric Boogaloo. laughs> We back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe now things will sell. No, it's like kicking it in the door and shit. What's going no. on, people? <laughs> Like, oh, you know how, like, there's those TV shows that give you the option to change the mm -hmm. ending? And, oh, well, you can choose this ending or this. See what it's like with this ending. It feels like yeah. one of those, like, let's see what happens. Choose your own adventure novel at this mm -hmm. point. You're like, well, <laughs> I could go outside today or I could die. There is a uh, Choose Your Own Adventure Black Mirror episode, which is oh, horrifying. Boondersnooch? Bandersnatch, yeah. yeah. Boondersnooch. <laughs> Boondersnooch sounds like a shitty uh, kombucha brand. <laughs> I'd drink it one time. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? But... <laughs> yeah, they, just have, they just have nasty flavors like cucumber and ass. <laughs> Better than mac and cheese, right? <laughs> oh my god, ew. Yo, speaking of which, I still gotta make some of that cheddar goblin. I cannot wait. I'm very. Oh my excited. god! Is there more of it? Are you gonna are you gonna Dude, ruin no, the minton the minton box packaging? I'm ripping that baby open. I get me some. Uh, I mean, I'll just yeah, I'll get some almond milk. Uh, use that little powdered cheese. Probably put some vegan cheese on top of that too. Mm. Why? Well, it's, it's not, it's not vegan? vegan. I know it's not, but whatever. I'm gonna eat it. I'm not gonna like. Deprive myself of having the the. Was it, it got twenty percent? Twenty percent more cheese? No, it has sixty percent more cheddar cheese than leading that's brands. Right. That's so right, sixty percent more cheddar cheese than leading <laughs> brands. Cheddar Goblin, please. You just you just wanted to show up and throw up uh, macaroni and cheese all over you. <laughs> it, that one part's disgusted me, but I was just like, yeah, I want that. Like, I, I don't know why. For context, <laughs> Olivia, have you seen Mandy? Oh no, no! Okay. But I oh, think. No. Why what? do I feel like I just saw mm. the? I the think I just trailer? saw something about it. Mm -hmm. Go on. I mean, it's a completely yeah. ridiculous movie with Nicolas Cage about oh, like a, a like a satanic death cult, and he's trying to like <laughs> kidnaps his girlfriend. But like partway through this, it's kind of an artsy, very surreal movie. But like yeah. partway through, while he's having a mental breakdown, there's a commercial on the TV in his house for this uh, Devane <laughs> uh, Goblin brand cheddar macaroni and cheese. And so like all these kids are like sitting around the table and they're like, oh, this is great macaroni and cheese. And then this obvious like Goblin Muppet just pops his head up and just starts vomiting macaroni Emerges. and cheese into their <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my God, Cheddar Goblin. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and like the first time I watched it, I'm like, this is gross. Yeah. And the second time- I The watched... second time you wanted it. Well, yeah, cause I was watching it with Kirk and like we were watching it with the whole house and we're just like, oh my God, what is this? And I'm like, Cheddar <laughs> it's, it's smart though think about it it's like a palate cleanser because it's super heavy at the beginning like his girlfriend yeah. gets kidnapped and he's like just losing his mind and then you have cheddar goblin and then the next thing he's forging an axe in his garage yeah so like 
it's the shift. It, it like bridges the shift between kind of serious. I RCMP love that to, though. And That's you're like, exactly Nick Cage what you're talking about. People. Yeah. And you're like, is that a real product for like a minute? <laughs> you like really wonder. <laughs> to the it point is. where like, I got obsessed. It. Yeah, I got obsessed. I was just like, I need this. Like I put it on the the grocery list every week for like and a it's month. a real thing <laughs> like, i still want cheddar gum yeah the company um oh my god made the movie legion m they sell it on their website you can get like yeah. a six pack you can get a single one whoa a six pack oh yeah. my yeah well, i wasn't sure everybody was going plant-based so i wasn't gonna buy a six pack of it boy boy <laughs> let me tell you it's like 20 bucks for the six pack Oh my god, this is hilarious. Like, give me some cheddar. Well, maybe it's 20 bucks for like a 12 pack. I can't remember. They have it in different. Yeah, look it up. It's only. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. Shout right out, now. shout out to Legion M and their fan funded movies like Mandy. What's it called? Legion. M. I'll send you the thing because that's where I bought it from for the Secret Santa. Legion Air. M. M. Legion M. M. Not Legion Air, like Legion Air's disease. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, that's not it. I love this stuff. I mean, it's probably just bread really, and mac and cheese, but. But I love that idea about oh like what you said. Like that's it's kind of an icebreaker, mm-hmm. or you know, a like segue something. Yep. Pal- it's your, you know, it's the pal- pal- like, yeah, that's awesome. To know that like it's the bridge between you know because the beginning of that movie is it is very surreal. It feels like very heavy and slow, and you know, like this guy's girlfriend that he cares a lot about gets kidnapped by this cult and you're just like fuck it's very heavy and then it's just like oh shit that goblin just threw up a whole bunch of macaroni and cheese (laughs) yeah you're just like what i forgot about what was happening with Mm -hmm. this guy's girlfriend but Mm -hmm. this mac and cheese like yo it had me very (laughs) yo you can get a pillow (laughs) yep dude you can get a cheddar goblin oh my god oh my god you guys are hilarious yeah i need this but i i love stuff like i mean i love stuff like that one of my favorite authors uh does stuff like that all the time where he he writes these very detailed like cooking scenes where he talks about like preparing a meal and after having read so much of his stuff i know the next thing that's going to happen after that is something fucking crazy because he like say, probably something really terrible yeah because he like grounds you in this very mundane like almost overly descriptive process of making pasta most of the time yeah and then like something super surreal happens so you go like it's that hard left turn from like mundane to crazy and it makes it it, it like amplifies the crazy because you were so grounded in reality before I that love yeah that mm-hmm. concept it's the same thing with i know it's kind of it well, to me, psychologically, it is the same, but I, um, I really want to be on TED Talk one day, and yeah. I... Talk to Dr. You know, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, oh. He's like, he's like the king of TED Talk. Oh, word? Okay. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll ask later. Uh, I'll uh, see if we can... Well, I'm still working and practicing my thing, but like, hey, you know, yeah, there's yeah. a whole system think? about it, and there's a whole um, template and like blueprint for that and mm-hmm. so I was um I got that one book by Chris Anderson and I haven't read it <laughs> but I went <laughs> but for my job I have to do trainings and do um webinars and stuff and so I, I used to actually use it as my template for that even though it's mm-hmm. like TED Talks you know 15-20 minutes and I know some can go longer but I use the same idea but I just use it for a two-hour webinar because 
I mean, who wants to sit in a two-hour webinar? Nobody. No. It's boring. Our brains don't even want us to do that for more than 20 minutes. So I use that concept and put it in place of that. And it's been very successful. And, but it's like you said, there's, there is this pattern in our, and I don't think that most people really even in the audience realize that watching a movie or a show or even in a, a a Ted talk or something like really good speakers and producers and writers. I think that's how they hook people because you don't even realize you're being hooked. You know, you Mm -hmm. just find yourself like what you described in that position where you're just like, you know, the writer. So you were ready for it in a more prepared way than probably someone like me, if I didn't know, but that's what hooks you like that surprise element when you can't tell what's going to happen. I I hate going to movies and well, obviously that's not an option now anyway, but you know, when you see a movie (laughs) and you already guess what's going to happen and then it does, it's just like, Oh, you know, I just wasted this time and I didn't even feel thrilled. And actually I was talking to somebody recently about that movie um, that just came out with, uh, what's his name? Oh God. Um, Mm. George Clooney. Uh, that oh, maybe that yes. just came out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I'm star or loop. something. Uh, it's very sci-fi-ish or future. Yes. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay, no good. It is so no. bad. No, I no. was so mad at myself, mostly. That I'm never gonna have that two hours back of my life. Like Damn. when you can just watch something, you're just like, come on, come on. I'm ready for this to go somewhere, and then. You're already halfway. Then you're like, well, now I'm invested. Fuck, I'll just keep watching it. And then you're just pissed at the end, <laughs> you know? Midnight but they Sky? don't develop the characters. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to feel something. Like, I have a feeling that you're talking about Nick's, Nick Cage's girlfriend or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I'm guessing they probably spent some time developing the character a little bit so that you actually care for you feel oh, yeah. bad for him when it happens like you actually care mm-hmm. but when you have a movie where they don't do that it's just i hate that because you know you're like well i don't give a fuck if that person gets kidnapped and right yeah yeah raped and murder who cares i don't care mm-hmm. whatever you know yeah. and then you have no feelings <laughs> they like they force you to feel or they'll like tell you things rather than show you things and then you're just like still don't care i'm sorry but because in real life it's like, yeah you're like, yeah. not invested you don't know you don't have there's no there's no character development and i think that's like really important in any story like whether you know you're standing on stage for 15 minutes or it's a movie or a tv show like that's the most fun part is developing those characters i think that's mm-hmm. like in in the killing box thing like i was i was like in my mind like the development of her would be that you know a lot of, I think, and I'm not an expert, obviously, I just love movies and shows, but I know, like, I've seen a lot of stuff where they, the way they'll develop characters is by flashbacks and stuff, so mm-hmm. if like, so if like, I wanted to start out with the scene where, you know, she's ready to kill herself, but, but as she's thinking back about her life, she's, you know, it's flashing back to these awful moments where you see her suffering, and, and you, you kind of relive her trauma with her, and then it fast forwards back to her sitting at that table co- contemplating the suicide and how am I going to do this? And I can't live this way anymore. And, you know, you can, in, in a good movie in the way they produce it and write and things like that, like, and it, they can do something like that in a 10 or 15 minute scene tops, maybe even mm-hmm. just 10 minutes. And like, yeah. really 
incorporate all of those emotions and develop something so instantly to where you're like, oh shit, this poor person, you know, I really feel for her. Think about, think about up that they develop the relationship between the two, the husband and wife in like uh, essentially a montage that's maybe three minutes long. There yeah. was no like no dialogue or anything, and you get just that, music. and it just kills you. Yes, yeah. I love it's that just, kind of stuff. It gets me every Fuck. time. Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen it twice. Oh. I've seen yeah. well, I've seen that scene opening scene twice. Just, and I'm like the second time around, I'm like, oh, every I, won't time. Get, I won't get got, and I got nope. got twice. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, I think love so that. Is, mm-hmm. The thing is, um, it's brilliant. Like you can, you know, you can go Christopher Nolan and have a very complicated story, but mm-hmm. if you don't really give crap about the characters, then yeah, you know, that's no good. So okay. you know, the the idea of caring for characters comes from character moments. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have yeah. enough of those to you have to earn your way to that that teardrop that you get from the audience and stuff like that. So I well, think one of the oh, things that sorry. Yeah. That's one of the things I really liked about like reading through your stuff about the killing box is that while at the beginning of it, it's presented like the killing box and like the suicide is, is like the main focus. But as the show goes on, it sort of, you, it's always there, but it sort of recedes into the background as the relationships between the characters become more important. So it's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's that dangling sword or whatever that's always in the background, but at the same time, like, it's more about how the people relate to each other than about um, the box itself. Yeah, like making the connections with people. Mm-hmm. I was, um, yeah, I was gonna add to that um, because, you know, once again, we go off the, the mundane. It's like, you know, you're in this very, very unhappy situation, right? Anybody in that position is like, oh, what do I do? I got a divorce, got to do this and that. It's like, well, you're thinking, I could end it here with this knife. And it's like, oh, that's too messy. And then it's like, boom, killing box. So, you know, the, the title screen comes up and you start to like see her drawing out this thing that she's going to create. And like, I, I don't have no idea how to make this thing. And it's like, you could end it by traditional means, but the fact that you go so out of the box, but you know, <laughs> you know, in the box oh, with killing, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you you go and like you know the killing box is going to be the way to do this and like kirk said um you know but in between that you're you're touching so many lives you're experiencing so many other Mm -hmm. people you're starting to get accustomed to those characters you know she's not just like you know with her notebook in the you know for group like "Hmm, that's a great idea it's like (laughs) listening you know she's she's feeling it yeah she's feeling it and I think like for me one of my (laughs) most favorite things to to talk about or maybe even preach a little bit about that I feel like I've learned in the last 10 years is that that it's exactly that like when we're seeking out relief from pain I think we forget about connections that can actually bring us a a healing point to those pains and Mm -hmm. And I think for that story, it's like what I really wanted to, to push to, to be kind of coming up to the surface more, like you said, Kirk, like where those other things kind of sink a little bit, but they're still mm-hmm. there at the bottom. But the other things that rise to the surface, which I think is, is what I feel like about life is the connections that she's making. She's, she doesn't, she doesn't see it at first until it's like further down the line, yeah. but then she's realizing 
I don't want to die because I have made these connections. Now I feel like I have a life. I feel like I have an actual worth to me and a value. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and she doesn't see that when she's with someone toxic until, you know, she has this mission. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is that she really sees how she can find meaning in these connections that she never felt before. And it's not really, it's even beyond her just feeling like, oh, I don't want to die anymore. It's more like, I see this purpose in everybody, not just myself. And I'm a part of it, you know, and I'm a part of this whole circle and everything just comes back around. And, you know, in a way, and I, and I, I, I really didn't go to, I guess, because I'm just, I'm not a good, I'm not a good writer. I'm not really a writer. I just have ideas and I think too much in my head, but like, I know it would be awesome to really flush out the, the like more specific relationships like she meets that mm-hmm. one guy at the hardware store and then kind of yeah. accidentally develops that relationship with him, that friendship that feels like it's going somewhere. And then she's trying not to, you know, but like, I think what would be interesting is to show a little bit of that struggle of, you know, her fighting the feelings kind of, which I know mm-hmm. is kind of cliche in a little ways, but like she's on her mission, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. she's trying not to let anyone get in because she's like, if I let anyone in, then I'm not going to continue to do this. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like at first I was like, you know, make a good show. But I, I had some friends that are writers and stuff that said, you know what, Brad do better as a movie because that you can't really continue that probably if, you know, it wouldn't really? be five seasons long. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it wouldn't be five seasons long, but I, I yeah. see it more episodic than anything else yeah. myself. I see it as a mini series kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like you can do it in like six episodes or whatever, five, yeah. six episodes. Yeah, or yeah, you yeah. just have one, it's a show that's only, a, it's a single season. You tell the story you want to tell in yeah. that season, and there's no reason to belabor it after that. But yeah, I think it like... Yeah, I think trying to cram it all into a movie, you don't get to develop yeah. the characters and you don't get yeah, to interact with. There's so much like fertile ground in the main character visiting those support groups. And then you <laughs> you can touch on, it's almost like, have you ever seen, um, shit, it's a show on HBO about a guy that sells and delivers weed in New York City. And he's the through line. He's like everybody's dealer, but each episode is more about his customers than it is about him oh wow Interesting. and like i can see having that balance of the main character talking to these people and kind of becoming involved in their lives and the episodes kind of like like a good chunk of the episode is more about the person from the support group and then like at the beginning and end of the episode you have kind of like that relationship building with the main character and like the guy at the hardware store like that's the safe harbor she always comes back to as she's picking up pieces of her machine and i have your i have your lifetime log line for this Uh, (laughs) in looking for the perfect way to kill herself she found all of the reasons to live yes exactly exactly there you go (laughs) but you don't want to do it on lifetime that'd be too janky you got to do it where you can like be a little grittier and ridiculous pretty raunchy stuff in there and i Mm -hmm. you know um and i think it should be in there because it's it's i you know again like we were talking about way earlier like that whole thing about you know and as at least me especially in america is like oh my gosh like I, that's so crazy i can't believe that's happening and closing their eyes to things but really they want to see it and i think that Mm -hmm. I feel in the last five years with media in every way, 
that the envelope's been pushed a lot. And I think we're getting to a place where anything's game, kind of. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I've never so. watched the stupid ass movies, Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever. But <laughs> like, and I think that might be more geared towards um, really bored suburban housewives yep. that think that like BDSM is tying their wrists up or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Story about that for um, another episode. Like, yeah. for I'd say so. <laughs> uh, but yeah. you know, it's like you know, I life is fucking crazy and raunchy and and amazing and gross and you know mm -hmm. fucked up and i think like yeah. that that should be part of it's like you were saying earlier like there's like this balance between these because even in ourselves and each of us we have a yin and yang characters yeah. i think we all do and i think if it was just both one-sided it would just be like robots you know mm -hmm. and so boring and i i feel like that's with everything i think in ourselves we're that way and then the people we interact with and then then you go into things like making a movie and how you want to connect to the audience it's like that's also the same thing it's got to be this push and pull and a, and a yin and yang and it it, it won't work otherwise yeah. and you'll have that yeah. terrible movie like george clooney just made <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, I, he got paid for that though. Oh, he got paid a lot. <laughs> oh my god! But um, no, I, I, I really want to see this thing because I can see it like mm -hmm. as I read it, and just um, like I said, like that kind of the the juxtaposition of you know what we know to be the norm, and then the fact that you would come up with this crazy box, yeah, you. And then, you know, we go away from that slowly but surely. Like, you know, even at the, after the end of, like, the first few episodes where she's talking to people, she's like, yeah, this would be great to include mm -hmm. the box. And, like, she goes to her guy to get the parts. But it's, that slowly goes away and it starts to be like, she's learning how to live again. She's learning yeah. how to make connections and relationships. But, you know, near that end part where it is, like, being built like, like this becomes yeah, a physical thing yeah like, i feel like you airiness comes back in of like mm -hmm. like this is my coffin like this right. is yeah you know so it's almost like you I close like every episode or even like you stick it at the end of the credits where it's like a little or even under the like with the credits over it it's the main character assembling the box yeah <laughs> like like yeah. I, you're yeah, adding another yeah. piece so like the episode actually closes with the main character at the hardware store talking to this dude but then there's that reminder with the credits over it that you're still like the main character is still building this yeah it's still have it's still coming like it's, it's still it's, that it's, dark secret like mm -hmm. the inevitability we all kind of have exactly. secret. it's a metaphor for all of our pain like it makes me think of even like in relationships when you know there's always some kind of trauma someone has in their past that they're scared to tell their new partner and mm -hmm. i feel like that that box is kind of a metaphor for that you know what i mean and it's the secret box yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll <And> be the <laughs> um like you think about it and i think about this sometimes too it's like when you're out and about with people like your friends family or just like you know random people that you meet and you're having like a really good time with them and you, you go back home and then you're back with your thoughts you know mm -hmm. whatever they may be and it's just like oh you had a really great time and then it's like you're slowly kind of oh now i'm by myself and now i'm kind of thinking my thoughts and that's her making the box her back yeah, thoughts totally. again like there's nobody no outside voices like you know saying hey you want to go grab a beer or like hey you want to watch this show or whatever it's just like her now 
getting back to that craft, this thing that she's, this project, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. in her mind that is so important. They're, so, they're and, reminders and what, of a mission. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what is even like really the distraction, right? Because I feel like sometimes people ha have this idea that going and, and hanging out with people like that and going to visit family and going to friends, go get a beer, go do this. And, and people think of that as sort of like static or something. And I need to find more inner peace and be alone. And then, but then I think about how I feel like that's the opposite because I'm a very people person. So I don't mind being alone, but to me, the static is the opposite. And the static mm -hmm. is when I am alone and I'm in my thoughts and I start to think bad things or I start to feel down. So it's interesting too, to me that like one way for one person is the complete opposite for another. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like how you recharge basically. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was an introvert versus an extrovert. Yeah. Like in mm -hmm. this situation, like what you were saying, Corey, like when she leaves and goes home, like after the distractions from the friendships she's made and stuff like okay now she's back alone with her mission and yeah. in a way for her that's like you know I guess maybe healing some type of fixation on the past in a way so it's like if I complete this then I will not have to live with the pain of that past you know I don't know I'm mm -hmm. not really sure I think that's why yeah. like kind of I, and I kept it like what a five pages or something I think, but it's like, I <laughs> that sounds silly, but you know it's kind of long. But you know it, I I I know it could have it, it can possibly go more deeper, but mm -hmm. I just don't know what to do with it. So I did that, and then I never did anything with it. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. I mean, I think a lot of people have projects like that. Yeah, it's a fun one to think about though, because I'd like to revisit it and maybe figure something out with it one day but um for sure you know if you know anybody that wants it <laughs> i mean there's a there's a lot of really cool stuff there to be yeah, honest no, with I, you so i give it two thumbs up i, uh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it i really do want to see it because i can see it like up here and all that you stuff. can i was yeah. hoping that that the like the person. log line thing or whatever you call it script or whatever it and welcome back to tomorrow i'll be <laughs> For the, just like I said last time, I can I can just Whatever. stitch them together. I don't care. I like doing this. No, okay, you do it. You you stitch it together then. Um, we'll just drop uh, into. You already you already blew the mystery there, Corey. Yeah, I did. I couldn't remember who was speaking. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm a madman. You know who I am. Yeah, you're out of control. You know what I do. Uh, and I do not squawk. That's right. You don't. Not right now, at least. I don't. I will though. <laughs> It's true. You will. I will. Best believe. But either way, either way, either way. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us in all of this craziness and trying to do it all on the you know our shoestring budget with Corey's yeah, pencil pencil corral and my uh, drill box and all that stuff. But where where can people find you, Olivia? If they're they want to see your art or they want to talk more about the Killing Box or oh my just gosh, know more in general. I guess my last nerve art Instagram would be probably the best way. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing a whole lot on there, but I think that's still the best way to get a hold of me. Okay. Yeah. Let people know. Sweet. Either they can check out your blog spot. Just kidding. I don't know if you have one. Or not. <laughs> it's just like I don't know why that like popped in my head, but I was just like, 
Yeah, I need to get like, one. <laughs> yeah, it's like people are going to be looking for this fictitious blog. I don't know if Blogspot's still a thing. I think Blogger took it uh, over. I don't know. Oh. But pretty much. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. a lot of who those knows? things. Well, who knows? If anyone knows, just let us know. Oh, boy. <laughs> for the fans. For the fans. Yeah. It, for the fans. That's what you do. <laughs> you do it because without the fans, we'd be nothing, right? Stop, Stop it right you, now. Hey, you brought it up. You started it. So, but if you're, if you're looking for, for us, you can find us on Instagram at schemes come true network. You can also email us at schemes come true network at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out the Patreon. That's <laughs> patreon.com slash schemes come true. You can sign up for the one and $3 tiers. Yeah, buddy. That, uh, we're all in this together. You get your one episode of bonus bullshit a month and your shout out on the shows and the $3 the struggle is real. It's the Buffalo Music Podcast. It is. Tier where you can get all episodes of Bonus Bullshit and your shout out. And I have seen a preview of the first Sticky Boys Sticker of the Month Club uh, sticker a today. A couple people did. Too. Okay. Well, yeah. fine. So the story. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Once again, fine. I have. No, uh, it's all right. It's good that it's out there. It'll prematurely. <laughs> prematurely posted. <laughs> yeah. That means we got to put that. What should I call it up then? We got to get the, yeah. the order in and then put up those other tiers. But either all way, right. that's where you can find us. And uh, thanks, as always, to our two patrons, <laughs> Sean and Peter. Sean Gentlemen, Pete. we we appreciate you for helping keep the metaphorical lights on. Yeah. The pencils in Corey's pencil corral. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just a container at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In which you can put anything in. And that's yeah. what makes it magical. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Olivia, for coming on and doing this and hanging with us to the end. Absolutely. Thank you guys, too, for having me. It's an honor. <laughs> this has been a splendid time. Yes, it has. Splendid. Yes, yes. But we'll, we'll see you all next week. Oh, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, guys. Just uh, stay frosty out there. <laughs> stay frosty. Oh, all right, cut God. it, cut it, cut it. I'm done. I can't. <laughs>